Welcome to Webcology. Greetings, Webcology listeners. The ecosystem of the web marketing world is always changing. Technology, and more importantly, radio is evolving. Introducing the next evolution of radio technology for web marketers, the webmasterradio.fm mobile app for iPhone and Android. Listen live, download new shows daily, and stay connected through our social media network. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play now. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 17th of October, 2013. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Voice Media and Dave Davies from Stock SEO. Uh, and it's one of them shows today where, I don't know about you, Dave, but it's been a, uh, a busy week on the work front and also, you know, just on the personal obsession front. Um, <laughs> I did... We, I, we don't have any guests today. That's what I'm trying to say. We don't got a guest. We're just going to be winging it. But there's a heck of a lot that happened in the uh, in the world in the last week. Um, I don't know about I don't know, I don't know about you, man, but I feel mellow and light and uh, almost cheery today. Almost cheery. Um, today could have been so very different, <laughs> you know. Yes, it could have been. The world economy still stands. Um, and, uh, well, I'm not going to go too into this. I'm, as, as, as listeners might know, I've been trying to avoid talking about politics on the show. <laughs> but I got a website that I'd like to refer the, uh, the GOP caucus to. And, well, pretty much anybody who's a GOP supporter. It's called Snopes.com. S-N-O-P-E-S.com. Snopes.com. And I urge you to refer to it every time you want to post something on Facebook. It doesn't matter what it is. Look at Snopes first. If it's green means go when crossing the road, and that's what you, a GOP supporter, sincerely believes, check out Snopes first. It'll help everybody. Okay. That's, that's just about, you know, that's just about all I got to say on that one. <laughs> Um, I guess I have a hell of a lot more to say on that one, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> for for anybody who would like to know more about what you think, just follow his Facebook page. <laughs> you're uh, you're not quite as uh, quite as reserved there, Jim. No, and I don't see. What, I mean, like one of the things I love about the the idea of the social media, and I'm quite mad about Facebook for this, Dave. I got I got to tell you, the so- in times of political strife, in times of great political debate. I see an environment like Facebook as a place that everybody can get together and, you know, you don't got to agree, but you can smash out arguments, sometimes right. quite stupidly, sometimes quite intelligently. Believe it or not, I was involved in a Tea Party discussion forum, and we got to a point where everyone was actually being civil with each other. Believe it or not, I'm, I, here's me, Mr. Ultra Liberal Guy, and I'm saying I was in a Tea Party discussion via Facebook that was civil. And, you know, I didn't have to agree with those guys, and they didn't have to agree with me. But we got past the name calling, got past the, you know, 
abuse of the language, so using words like socialism and stuff, um, and, you know, just talk to economic theory. And you know what? I understand where they're coming from a little bit better. I adamantly disagree with their assumptions about the way things work, but I better understand where they're coming from. And I wish Facebook could act that way. But Facebook, it ended, especially recent changes at Facebook, means that what I see on my news feed is very, very limited, basically to a bunch of people who tend to agree with stuff I agree with. Right. And, you know, I don't think that's healthy for uh, political debate, even though I don't think political debate these days is very healthy for people or for intellect. But, you know what I mean? Like, like I just wish Facebook would open itself up. And Facebook made a recent, recent change where it is now either blocking or redirecting a number of people who would... Have you noticed that your feed is a little um, less active than it was, say, two weeks ago? Yeah, I know exactly where you're going with this. Yeah. Okay, so, so, so what did they do? What, what change happened, and what do users got to do to, uh, you know, to get their active feeds back again? Um, there's been a few changes, but one of the, the biggest ones that hit um, me specifically, and I know it's, it's hit a few people. Christine was complaining about it, your friend of mine. Um, I actually will talk about uh, an article that she just published yesterday in Search Engine Watch a little later yeah, in the show. Yeah, but, um, one of the things that uh, I found as a nuisance, she did, I'm sure you did too, and, and maybe some, some of our listeners that didn't know this is what caused it, is that Facebook's decided in their infinite wisdom, personally I think glitch, um, that in a lot of cases they have, you know how you could sort of go always follow this person. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, I always want to see what this person said. They sort of unchecked that. <laughs> so none of them are. You have to go back in and recheck the people that you want um, to always get the news feeds from. So that was one of the things that most hit me. And it was funny because Christine was complaining about it. Um, and it was funny because that was one of the triggers. Because y- you're friends with her on Facebook. You know how much she posts. Right? Oh, like, absolutely. A, a lot. So if you don't see a whack of stuff in your Facebook feed, something's gone wrong. <laughs> because if nothing else, you should keep it active. Um, and so, yeah, that, and it was, yeah, she's one of the people that I watch because she's often publishing some, some useful information. And, yeah, you, oftentimes, it doesn't seem to be universal, but a lot of the time, um, that's it, that a lot of these accounts just had the people that they were following um, sort of unfollowed, and you have to go back in there and do it. And I think that was one of the biggest things that impacted me. And it's a real shame because this is me saying this is the people that I most want the information from yeah. um, who are helping me stay updated, and uh, away it went. So so anyway, so there you go, friends. That's why your Facebook is a little bit slower, tamer, um, you know, less interesting than it was before. You can change this thing. You can take care of it. Um, go on in and do it and get your old Facebook back. Yeah. Here's a here's I got two really cool stories, okay? Two All right. cool things. Number one, congratulations to uh, Lisa Holton, knee Lisa Barone. Lisa Barone, now Lisa Holton, got married last week to her uh, longtime sweetie Tim Holton. So, uh, Lisa, congratulations, and uh, Lisa oh, to Tim. Congrats! Yeah, congrats! Wow, eh? Is that sweet? That's huge. That's great. It's always nice to hear good news in uh, in light of, you know, when things are a little chaotic and it's like, ah, and the world keeps turning and good things keep happening. Well, yeah, I mean, especially for someone like Lisa, who uh, did so much, 
so much for the search marketing industry over the years when she was working with Bruce Clay and then she went when she went off with uh with Ray and Rhea to uh form outspoken. Um yep. and now she's now with Over It Media, um, all the stuff that she's done. Lisa. Um wow and congratulations. Another another interesting thing, Bruce Clay got a search marketing lifetime achievement award this week at serps.com. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the serps.com awards are, but <laughs> Bruce got a lifetime achievement award from them, and well-deserved, I would suggest. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's if you're going to go through your list of people that have paid their dues... Yeah, you got it. You got to include him in there. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, I guess uh, congratulate. I I don't know that award specifically, but congratulations. Yeah, yep. There you go. I'm, I'm I, I I like announcing good news like that. We don't get to yeah. announce good news like that often enough. Um, what else you got on our list today before diving into them real stories? Well, you know what? I think something that. Uh, that is interesting that, that we need to be considering and, and how do we address the world that's coming up? And, and I bring it up because you touched on it earlier. Um, you were talking about uh, Facebook being a little quieter and that, you know, I mean, an example is I'm saying, hey, here's the people I want to follow. So here's the people that I like and I'm only seeing seeing their stuff. Um, we're seeing this more with Google too. I mean, we know this, right? I mean, Google's trying to show me more and more of the stuff knows that I like. We talked about that last week and, I don't know, numerous times and in the past. Mm-hmm. What do we do now? I mean, you ended up, I mean, your your personal story is, is a great example of you sitting on a site that would never show up in your Google search results or Facebook feeds, right? You're, you're on a Tea Party site. This is not a site yeah. that you naturally would, would, you know, I wouldn't have gone, hey, I know what Jim wants to do today. He wants to go to a Tea Party site. This isn't, I wouldn't if I was Google, but you went there and you found that you learned new things. Um, hopefully they learned new things or, or the people on both sides and, and shared a, a good discussion that ended up with a, with at least understanding where the other people are, are coming from. And, of course, that's where compromise is made. That's where real that's policy should anyway. come from. Um, so what, what do we do in this new world order? What is... Google's responsibility, if any, what is Facebook's? Well, Facebook's more a social. I mean, we got to admit that. That's more social. Yeah, show me more of the people I like because it's meant to be a social network. But what is Google's responsibility or an engine's responsibility? If they're personalizing and only spoon-feeding me what it knows I want, what have I lost? And what responsibility do do I as a consumer or does Google of an, as an engine have to actually making sure that I have access to information um, that may disagree with my my original stand on, on an issue so that I can engage in these conversations. Well, I mean, you know me, I'm going to come at this from two different points of view, right? On one point of view, why is it Google's responsibility? Shouldn't we be media literate enough to know that for every left, there's a right for every dark. There's a, shouldn't we should know this, right? Like it's just basic media literacy for every a, there's a B. That's now that's that that's true, and and on that point though, in the case where I looked up President Obama, let's just mm-hmm. list a, a simple one, and all of a sudden, if the search results are going to be adjusted to favor things that I like, is that an accurate depiction, or is it Google's responsibility to go? Here's actually the top ten things that most fit. Some of them you'll like, some of them you won't. 
but but I mean, don't forget, like Google Google has the ten blue links. Google also has its fact box, okay? right? Right. The Google mm-hmm. Knowledge Graph, the stuff place where all that stuff shows up. That isn't drawn from personally referential or personally uh, interesting material. That's drawn from places Google think will give the most accurate information on that subject. So you'll see stuff drawn from Wikipedia or Encyclopedia Britannica. You'll see stuff drawn from um, uh, uh, Obama's uh, biography page or WhiteHouse.gov. Um, you know, you'll you'll see it drawn from you know places. I think Google could successfully say are um, unpartisan. Yes, even WhiteHouse.gov because it represents the presidency, not the president. You know what I mean? Right. Um, no, I, I think considered a if it's a fact, it's a fact. He is the forty uh, third president of the United States. That's a hard fact. You know what I mean? You can't say he's the 42nd or 44th because he's not. Um, right. He's the 40, 43rd. <laughs> um, he was first elected in uh, 2000 and, uh, good God, 2008. November 2008. You can't change that. There's, that's not a partisan answer. It's not opinion. <laughs> it's not opinion. It happened on the 4th of November, or six, sorry, 6th of November 2008. Um, that was the election. Great night, by the way. Boy, did I have fun that night. Um, <laughs> drank till 5.30 in the morning. I did, too. <laughs> I had no doubt. Cool. It was an amazing night. Um, <laughs> I'm sure your um, friends remember it and tell you you had a great time. I don't they did. I outlasted them all. Um, <laughs> anyway, so now, like, you had a second point that you wanted to talk about on, on this ahead. one as well. Yeah, the... the the first one is, why is it Google's problem? Like, Google shouldn't right. be responsible for you or me or anybody else using the Internet knowing how to get information. We should learn that, you know, from from the time we learned to read before that. Um, the second point is, Google is the main conduit for information for, um, well, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of computer users um, in America, in Canada, and around the world. Um, Google has the lion's share of uh, search engine users. I think it's sitting above 78% again of search users. And, you know, with that kind of audience comes a great responsibility to, um, you know, distribute as accurate a view of the world as possible. However, we, the user, don't necessarily want the view of the world we get to be accurate. We want we want to agree with what we see because it makes us feel good rather than making us feel uncomfortable when we're confronted by something we might disagree with. So, yeah, it's a good question, Dave. What responsibility does Google have? Um, it, yeah. It is a funny one. And, and of course, I, I'm a... Well, and and so are you. I mean, maybe a little more left leaning than me, but um, you know, you're we're both capitalists and pretty pretty firm capitalists. We we like commerce and we like the way it works. Um, so you know, instinctively in a case like this, I'm like, well, it's Google's property; they can do what they want. This is their company, right? That's always my default go to answer. But then at the same time, when you craft, when it's not just these are the top because this is what our algorithm decided the top ten are, but I'm starting to craft my message specific to users okay now do i take that responsibility does it now become something that i am i'm craft now it's not just a these are the top 10 best things as as far as i know them 
but this is what I think you need to know with you as an individual. Do you take on that responsibility now where you, you need Google? to make sure you're providing a balance? Whoa, and do you want Google taking on the responsibility? This is what I think you need to know, Dave. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think you need to know, Jim. Ha-ha, master plan is almost complete. <laughs> uh, well, the thing is, I think, and, and, you know, I mean, Hummingbird's a great example of just another step forward. They are, right? They, they are moving to crafting. Um, you know, they're, they're not there yet, but that's, that's an inevitable step. And not one I even oppose, right? Because there's a lot of times I can think of it, you can think of it, when there's great benefits to it. Whereas a whole, it's a much better system where I can see what I'm going to favor and what the people around me that Google knows I like favor, right? Jim really liked this article. Sure, boost it up when I'm looking on Google News for SEO, right? If you liked an article, good chance I'm going to find something to learn from it as well. Uh, you know, and if you can understand my knowledge. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this then. At what point does, does Google stop becoming the uh, trusted information source and then it, you know just, just treat it as a reference point that's what it is it's not the yeah. answer engine it's a reference point it's yeah. going to tell you what you want to hear you know you might be able to get like citable references out of the knowledge graph and you know probably quite frequently out of the uh, you know organic links but otherwise Google's crafting its responses to your behavior and to you know what you want and need and eventually I mean it has to happen we have we will start thinking differently about going to Google. Why we're going to Google? I expect gospel. Yeah, when I go there, because this is the web after all. <laughs> well, you're right, and I think I think that's the real danger. Is if I only see the information that Google predicts I like because I tend to look at you know this political party or this political parties or you know in Canada this one this one this one this one or this one, um, you know or that. Yeah, and a couple independents. Um, you know, I mean, if we if we hit sort of that environment, and we all have been conditioned for so many years to believe that Google's results, organic results, are the. I mean, we're SEOs. We know that Google's organic results are crafted, but most people don't, or they don't really understand that this isn't a democratic. This is the best site. It's a no. This site had more money, so they rank better, and that's kind of how that. They got a better marketing department. It's it's commerce. That's the way this this whole thing works. Um, you know, I mean, what what really are we are we sort of setting our, ourselves up for in an environment where we've got users who look at the top ten as an accurate depiction of the world, um, and then they're only seeing what supports what they yeah. already want to see. Um, I, I think I think in this case there is a responsibility that comes with that to make sure making sure you provide a balance. And you point out the knowledge graph, which is a great point. But that's just bland facts. That's not, you know, when we're talking about well, something like politics or, you know, what's bland. Well, they are, yeah. I mean, the great that they're there, but that doesn't, it's nothing that's going to sway my opinion. It's just something that's going to help me blaze through an essay for grade 11 history faster. <laughs> like, um, you know, but it's, it's not going to actually give me any substance to put it in that context. But I, I think it's, it's going to be an interesting discussion, but one that I think we're going to really start hearing from. Um, a lot more as we head forward as it starts to actually craft what's what's going on more and more. And I think we're going to see a stronger polarization of opinions as what you see only reinforces what you want to see. They could get around this easily. Have a little button. Um, Non-personalized results. Click. Right. 
Um, like, I don't know. Actually, even... you know what? I don't know if they can functionally do that or not. Um, but if they could, click non-personalized results. Right, which of course you can. I mean, they can. They do know what they're what they would rank it at with an old algorithm without personalizing. Like, somebody sits down for the first time at a computer and the computer is brand new. Those results. <laughs> that set of results. Indeed, but the moment from key, you know, from the first time they hit enter after signing in for some Google service or property, that com- the results on that computer thereafter are changed, and the input to the Google machine from that computer thereafter is changed. Right. And again, that's where I'm beginning to wonder if they actually can serve up un- unweighted results or um, unpersonalized results to any given machine, given that. Hummingbird and several iterations of Google's algorithm before Hummingbird depended strongly on 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 behavior interaction. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you know what? That, I, that's I don't a, know. That's, that's, I don't know. That's a really interesting point. No, and and you're right because and they have to take that into account, otherwise the engine fails. Right? If they don't that's count a, in user bounce rates, if they don't count in geolocation, the engine fails. A, and it's a machine, and machines tend to work the same way given the same input. You know. Yeah. Um, you might you might type in X Y Z while I type in A B C, but once the, once those factors are in the machine, the machine should grind the same way, right? You know, rel- nope. relative to what it believes about each of us as individuals, right? And what the Oy. context of this query is. Oh, there we go. <laughs> we got, we, we, well, that's our whole first segment, man. I can tell because my coffee's gotten cold. <laughs> it's always time to take a break here on Webcology when my coffee's gotten cold. So anyway, I know we do got to take a break. It's twenty. It's twenty after the hour. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff when we get back. Jumping in, um, jumping in on uh, well, search satisfaction and what we as marketers can do to you know. Deal with, uh, uh, with with how people feel about the tool, tools of our trade, Google, Bing, Yahoo, etc. Anyway, stick around. We're going to be back after these commercials here on Webcology. Stay tuned. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD, DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Come visit us at AdTech New York, booth number 738. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, 
I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G, digital.com. Welcome to Market Square, where you'll learn about fundamental human truths and up-to-the-minute trends that shape how and why marketers and people connect. Market Square, on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 17th of October, 2013. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Media, Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO. And before we jump in, Dave, um, that was a really cool commercial from our... I, I hadn't heard of that show before, Market Square. Um, that sounds really interesting. I know. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, so uh, well, welcome to the network, Market... Watch this be a show that's been 